It's funny, I asked Greg, who is that? He's like, it's Pavement. I'm like, oh man, I haven't been listening to enough Pavement lately. It, it's, it's from one of their albums I don't like very much. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's one of the songs that I do like. Okay. And I was actually listening to, to stuff coming up, and I was like, what? Are there any of these Pavement songs that I... I was thinking, like, this might be a Pavement song, but I was like, what's a good song for the intro of the show? Yeah. And this one's jumped out at me as being, okay. like, very very showish. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Now that I'm on Spotify and it's, it's good at recommending music? Yeah, for sure. This is called Trigger Cut. Okay. I'm just going to start listening to Pavement. I'm going to start a playlist of Pavements and go from that. Yeah, I mean, I had to make a... This... <laughs> pavement, this is called Pavement Songs I Like. Pavement Songs I Like. There's a lot of Pavement Songs. You want more of this? Yeah, sure. There's a lot of Pavement Songs. There are 38 songs I like. That's a lot of songs, right? Yeah. But it's... I mean, it's not Pixies level good. But... No. It's not. I mean, I could listen to Pixies' album straight through. And I don't have a problem with it. They're, they're, that is not the case of Pixies. I'm with you. I never heard... Like, I never listened to Pavement until we were working with Rob. And I think Rob turned me on to Pavement. I think he, he, he at least opened the door for me, too. Okay. Uh... For sure, and, and I haven't really listened to him lately. And I don't know. The last couple of weeks, I've really been like going, getting back into just finding music. And the kind of music I've been listening to is, well, let's is listen not. To the, should we continue with with my playlist of yeah, pavement songs? Absolutely. But what I was trying to going to say is, while I'm not listening to stuff that's exactly like pavement, it's definitely in the ballpark. And I, I think this is the mood I'm in right now. Yeah, so. and I think that there's. Like I was, I was playing some pavement for for Nick, and and he's he was like, oh, they're such terrible musicians, and I was like, I understand where he's coming from, uh, because they're they're slightly off, they're like they're you know they're not everything's sort of like a, a half second behind or stuff like that. I still think it's like I get what they're going for, and I, I feel the atmosphere of the music, which is which is important. And yeah, he's not a great singer, Steve Malkins. He's he's no. a pretty bad singer. Yeah, but I mean, Nick has it, said before when we've talked about it that he thinks Pigman is just like a not very technically accomplished band, right? And I, I mean, that's kind of like if you asked me to describe Pigman, I would probably call it slacker rock, right? And well, it kind of fits with what Nick's opinion is too, right? Uh, but yeah, no, it, it does. But it, like in some sense, I feel like they there's something about their sloppiness that adds to the thing just just in terms of just I guess the way they're produced and, and the way that the sound comes through is that it feels more um, organic than, than, a, than like a technical jazz thing but you know he's a jazz guy of course he's gonna yeah. care about technical stuff. he likes other stuff too he does and I I, I, th- I played payment for him that he's like but he's but the stuff that I played for him when I was in like hey listen to this mode he didn't like and I I'm not like I don't have a problem with that because mm-hmm. uh, if anybody there's no one if, no one deserves to be jumped upon for their music liking particularly me because I hate so much music <laughs> right yeah, I mean yeah. what what in the world do I have to say about music very very little mm-hmm. uh, I, I can tell you what I like I can sort of tell you why Kinda. Mm-hmm. 
I know music theory because it's very similar to physics. Um, but that's it's ratios, right? It's, yeah, it's 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 ratio, ratios at, at a higher level. It's it's wave mechanics, uh, but it's also psychoacoustics. There's that in period too. So it, it involves how the brain interprets sound, and not just the the actual physical reality. That's interesting. So there's probably like an evolutionary component of things we find enjoyable or soothing or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Well, certainly, I, I think there's, there's... So there's probably a tie into nature, right? Because, I mean, because for tens of thousands of years, we evolved without real music, right? No, I think that music was, was probably constantly a part yeah. of our lives, just the same way stories were. But, I mean, even before the ability to make music, right, when you were still a primate or something like that. I'm sure repetitive knocking But there's also things... Sounds. There's probably things that are... Like why is why is white noise soothing to a baby? You know that kind of thing. You know, like or white noise is soothing to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, okay, where's the, when you're a primitive person? Where's like the easiest place to get white noise? It's a rainstorm or a waterfall or mm-hmm. you know you know. There's probably some evolutionary tie in there that makes maybe it, it, this brings up an interesting question because is a rainstorm soothing because you know you have something to drink afterwards you know like like that kind of thing right yeah i i mean there's so there's so many like i know i know it was just kind of almost like a stone thought i love i love the question the the interesting thing about that is i love the question but i don't think there's a way to answer it It, it's it's Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a great question it's i don't know a way to 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 get the answer but i love the question Mm -hmm. um there's there's something that that he and I argued about, and I think I convinced Nick. There, there's a a piece of music by it's called Four Thirty Three. I'm trying to remember who the artist was. John Cage. It's called Four Thirty Three. It's written out piece of music. It's four minutes and thirty three seconds of silence. Yeah. And he said. I believe that is music. And I said, I disagree. I said, I believe it's it's a piece of art. Absolutely. I believe it's a statement. Mm-hmm. All these things. I don't believe it's music. Right. And my argument is, music is an arrangement of sounds in a particular structure. And this silence is, is the absence of that. Yeah. As a commentary on music, I think it's fantastic as a piece of art i totally understand where it's coming from as a piece of music how is it like how is it um exhibited right like it is exhibited by it is actually done like there are YouTube but is videos. it bookended by like music or like like it, there's it actually it can't be standalone can it well like they open up like i think this is john cage performing it he opens up his piano and he sits there and just sits there yeah. no that yeah that's art yeah it's not music that's mm-hmm. art and now a performance of John Cage's 433. Yeah, okay, Please so welcome it's, our yeah, it's art. There's this build-up. He goes through the ritual of getting ready to play an intense piece of piano music, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's doing he bows. He puts his tails behind the piano bench. He adjusts his shoulders. He gets his feet on the pedals. 
He adjusts his music. He opens the music book. He is thoughtfully thinking about it. He puts on his spectacles. And he puts his hands on his lap. Oh, no. What's he doing now? He's starting. Is that metronome or something? I'm not sure. And he is getting ready to hit the keys. And he closes the keyboard cover. And he is... He's, he's reading along the music, right? He's... He's almost conducting with his right hand. Mm-hmm. His left hand is on his lap. But now he's... Since the music is silent... Oh, that's what he's doing. He is conducting. Mm-hmm. Right? He is conducting the music with his right hand. But since it's all rests, he is holding his hand in the rest position. Mm-hmm. Is what he's doing. So he's going to hold his hand in the rest position for 4 minutes and 30... Oh. No, he moved. I think there is... There are different movements in this, sort of like uh, you would have mm. movement. No, this is art. Yeah. Yeah. I would, oh, second movement. Oh wait. So what's the beeping? I think that's the timer. Okay. It, it, so there is sound. There's the beeping. The There's beeping the... is not is not part of the music. It, that, that's part of the performance. But he, okay, but he's opening and closing the keyboard tray, and there's a clunk. That's not in the music, though. Like, like the, if you look at the sheet, the, it, that's sort of added to it. It's like if a Shakespeare play is the play, and then you can make it in in a in a different. Um, you, you, you can make Richard three in a, in a very Shakespeare-like way, or you can make it in modern day, or you can make it in ancient Rome or something like that. Okay. But the music itself is just. But there's. Just measures of empty, and there are a bunch of movements in it, just like there are. And he had some Mozart. Yeah, I mean, a musical piece would not have close your keyboard tray, right? Like, right, like that. That's additional stuff. That's so, been like, added. okay, so Ben Folds, right? He's a piano player, right? Uh-huh. Like, when he does like, um, what song is it called? It's called um, the Last Polka. He will pick up the corner of his piano and drop it. Okay. Which is not really the intentional way of making sound out of piano. But, you know, closing the keyboard tray is not really intentional. Well, I mean, John Cage's point in this is that the sound of the audience around you, the sound of of what's going on, this is all all music. But but that's not music that's art. I think there's a difference. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's yeah. hard. I'm I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate, right? Yeah, I'm no. Trying. Please. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm thinking about like... Questioning your assumptions is the most important thing yeah. I, I can possibly say. Yeah. Yes, question yeah. what I say for sure. No, I, I'm 99% with you. I'm just trying to explore the mm-hmm. facets of Nick's argument. The parts like, okay, he's opening and closing the keyboard tray. If he, if he hadn't done that... You know, then it's like even more art. I'm like, I'm trying to say, how's that clunk? The one clunk we've had so far, music, right? And the beeps. Because the beeps, are, they're coming from the thing sitting on the piano, right? There's a timer or something, right? He has a, I think he has a, a like a stopwatch that he's using. Alright, so he opened up the keyboard, he touched the timer thing, 
He kind of put his arms dangling at his sides. There's a lot of performance in this, which is more yeah. to the you know it, it, it's. So when when you're like watching classical music and there's a, a change in movements, does the pianist normally take a break? Like, is he taking like traditional breaks between movements? Is that what he's doing there? You know, that's a question I have. I think right? so. I think so. So maybe that's part of the art, right? It is like the reason that like the the titling on the YouTube video is like third movement, fourth movement is because he's doing things that are kind of typical for a pianist right. to take a, a momentary break between movements, you know, things like that, which I wouldn't recognize. Yeah, and I I'm not sure I haven't, you know, watched but I know that you know, it has their different movements and whatever sonatas or stuff I guess. So we're now I think when did it start? It probably started around 30, 40 seconds in, so we're now at five minutes, so we're close to the end of, of the piece. Yeah. I would argue with Nick Hardcore about this. Like, why is it music? Like, because he's sitting in front of a piano. Is... Well, he when he when he brought it up, I think it was the first he had learned for, just learned about it probably in sort of a music theory class, and he was, if nothing else, spouting what he had learned, which is you know an argument from the professor. This is music, and I think it's a reasonable argument. But I also think there's other reasonable arguments against the idea. Yeah. Still going on, and yeah, this—he's holding a rest of his right hand. He's—he's he's, he's checking the time. That's interesting, right? Because if it, the sheet music will probably have whole note rests, right? So right. he should be like—it should be like like a rest is pinching your fingers together and pulling them apart, right? Like this, right? Yes, so it should be rest, 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 rest. Rest, I, like I, if he was conducting, but he's not a conductor; he's a piano yeah. player. Yeah. So, so what the fuck was he doing? I think he's 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 adding. He's, he's doing a performance on top of of just well, the music. That's reminiscent of a conductor. So that's that's how I feel about it, right? Let's see. Uh, for let me see if we can find the sheet music for four thirty three, so we can take a look at it. Okay. Do you want any Goat Boy or should I cap it off? I have a little bit of Goat Boy. Okay. Just so I can smell it. Let me see. John Cage 433 Sheet Music. Okay. Like, is it a script for the performance, or is it just all rests? Right, it's whole rests. It... So hold on, go back up to the top. It's four four, like a you know normal Fair. normal, and then it says so it's four beat rest, four beat rest, four beat rest. Which I believe is with rest, it doesn't matter. I don't think, but if, if he was actually conducting, right, it should have been rest four beats, rest like so he would have been like this, right. This is how a conductor would do four beat rests over and over again. I guess. Here's what's interesting, though. The last beat is 2-4. Oh, because... 
extended at 33 probably. Yeah. Good yeah. thing he put the base cloth in there too. But that's it. So I mean, so everything else that was done was. Yeah, there's a, there's a treble clef and a bass clef, and they're both. They're oh, all well, your mouse over tooltip is just the measure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess it is piano music, so you would need the bass. Hey, look, Nick, Nick just sent you a message. I know, I, I just told him. I see. Should we Skype him in? Let him get his, get his opinion? <laughs> I'll ask him. Do you want to Skype in? <laughs> We're <laughs> calling. I could put it on the air, right? It could probably do something. Find some way to do it. At least I can answer the call here, right? And by my phone. Yeah, if it comes out your speakers, you'll be able to hear it. And He's then... still driving. Huh? He's still driving. He's driving. Okay. Stop texting and driving, motherfucker. I like you too much to be dead on the side of the road. Uh, so yeah, there's, uh, that's, that's, uh, it's interesting. It's an inter- I mean, as a piece of art. It's, it's clearly art. Oh, I said, I can call in. He, he'd, need a, he'd need a phone number though, right? Well, he can call me. Oh. And. Can you answer that on I your phone? I think so. Or on your computer? I believe I can. I guess maybe you can. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Hey, Nicholas. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, you're on the air on the post show, just so you know, so don't say anything obscene. Oh, fantastic. I think <laughs> we're talking about John Cage. Or, yeah. be, or be extra obscene. Yeah, say, say something the, fucking bad. It is the post show. I mean, yeah. What, what do we have? Uh, where are we right now on the uh, four minutes and thirty-three seconds? Well, we, we watched we, it. We just watched a performance. The we, ar- we also had Pavement playing at the same time. Yeah. So the, the argument that I'm giving is, and, and Jeff agrees with me, is that it's art, not music. I agree with you. Okay. Oh. I mean, <laughs> then there goes the whole argument right yeah. there. Well, no. The, the, the point I was making was that when I when you when we first talked about it, you made the argument it was music, yeah. and. And I think I did say like I I maybe convinced him out that that it was that, that, no, that my opinion I was right. I think or... it's just I just my musical views changed on it. Mm-hmm. And but the reason why I consider it more of a it, I, I I'm still I guess in a little bit of a gray area. It's still it's it's a musical statement, but it's more of an art piece. Yes. And yeah. No. Absolutely. Oh no. Certainly, it's a musical statement. I wouldn't argue. It's it's that. art about music. Yes. Because the the whole conception of what is music is it's a gathering of sounds in a um, collection over time. Mm-hmm. So, but it's purposely placed, created by the creator, versus that four minutes and thirty three seconds is by everything of its surroundings. So, now, here's the thing that I still kind of go into a gray area on why we can still actually call it music. That is a recording. Thus, it is a collection of sounds over a given period of time. Well, that's okay. a performance. All right. Like, All right. We, we, so we go ahead. All right. Yeah. So Nick, here's my argument for you. I want you to. I want your opinion on this. Right. We just looked at the sheet okay. music for four thirty three. It's a yeah, four great. four 
bunch of whole rests yeah. the whole way through, and then the last rest is a two-four rest, right? It is. It does not actually have the instructions for him to close the keyboard tray. It does not actually have the instructions for him to apparently like hold a whole rest for like minutes at a time. If he was actually conducting, he would do rest, rest. Jeff is talking about, by the way, a performance that we watched. We watched a performance where he holds his right hand up in kind of like a rest. But if he was actually conducting the performance, it would be rest, 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 rest. He also set the timer, right? Yeah, yes, and there's the yeah. beeping from the he so there's the, the beeping block. from the timer, and then there's the the clunk of him closing the keyboard tray, which aren't yeah. really specified in the sheet music as sounds that are in the piece. And I think as Nick, as you explained to me before, it's also you're in the your audience. It's, it's the audience around you, right? It's it's yeah. the 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 acoustics yeah. of the environment yeah. that yeah. you're in, art, all that stuff, art, 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 performance too. It's the performance going on. Uh, my my explanation uh, to Jeff was it's sort of like a Shakespeare play. You can Shakespeare reads all the words, but you can set it in Shakespeare times. You can set it in ancient times. You can set it in modern times. You can do all that. You could change. You, you could the performance affects the 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 work. How people experience the work, but that's all artistry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing about like, all right, so he's not conducting the piece in time. He's not doing either of that. He's setting a stopwatch. Right. Now, all the other sounds, on the reason why you can still kind of argue it's music, um, has to be after it's recorded, or even then. I mean, that's. I mean, I am probably more in a gray area. I probably lean more towards a musical, artistic idea. But every single time a jazz musician plays, he's playing it differently. You're never going to get that same exact piece over and over again. It's not being conducted. It's going to go into different tantrums in a variety of different areas depending on that night. They not 433, though. Night. But 433 does change every night depending on who's in the audience, depending on where it's located, well, depending on what the person who's performing it does. That feels like... a stopwatch? So, so the way I, I would say it is that that feels a little like you're... So you're saying you're, an, yeah, an ambient cough is, is music, is part of the music. It it can be if it's artist intent. And it feels. Like I think it, it's it's artistic it, performance, artistic expression. Like, I just dropped the bottle opener and made a clunk. Oh look, I made music. Yeah, it feels like you're adding. You're you're not controlling properly. Right? You're you're not. Now, if I was doing. Now I'm not saying music has to be to a rhythm. I understand. Especially, you know, you're a jazz guy. That you know, the the music does not have to be to a rhythm, but it does have to be sort of to an ultimate rhythm, doesn't it? I mean, like, not not it doesn't have to be rhythmic in 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 one sense, but it does have to 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 satisfy. There must be some condition to satisfy something being called music, right? It, it, whether it's the fact that there is sounds in a period of time. I think if you're going to argue four thirty three is music, then you're going to argue against what you just said, right? But. I'm, I'm embracing the gray areas that Nick's talking about. Right. No, because you're also, I mean, this whole period is a very fascinating period to begin with, that mid-20th century, mm-hmm. because at the same time, you also had serialism coming up there. And if you've ever checked out anything about serialism, it's the whole purpose of it is to never find a tonal center. So you have to use every note within the 12 keys before you can repeat another note. So then you never actually and give any other note a significant value versus the other notes. 
and it was a mathematically based system and everything and it, it sounds chaotic and it pretty much is chaotic until you like really dive into the paper because serialism is more of music for the eyes than it is of the ears. Right. So, I get that. So, that so I understand what you're saying, Nick. Here's a question for you. So you want to have a, a, a standard distribution of notes over a piece, but like over what, like over the entire piece or over a measure or over like over what? Because you could have groupings of notes that are not chaotic, not random noise, and then transition to another movement which uses the other notes. So on average, you balance out to your your equal you know, proportions of notes. Like measure, movement A might be a certain chord or chords, right? And then movement B is the uh, the opposite chords. So when you're done with both movements, you have... That's, a, that's actually a very common trait anyways. If you're talking about a standardized music where you have your A section and then you go into a B section, which is going to be a contrasting section. Generally, right. if your A section's upbeat and in a major key, your B section is going to be something that's going to contrast it. You're going to go to some sort of minor key. You're going to transition keys to that, or depending on the keys in and of itself, could be transitioning to another darker major, like going into like from I don't know G major to E flat off something I can think of the top oh, of my of head. Of course, that's going to be a, <laughs> like an extremely like uh, abrupt situation. But if we're talking about serialism, it's a whole other other monster in and of itself okay well let let me so so g major to e flat that's exactly what i had in mind nick you you nailed it (laughs) let let, let me let me (laughs) let me let me bring this a little bit back and and ask the question that sort of jeff was talking about before you uh before you called in which was the if you okay so if you take a period of time if you record one minute of of rain hitting a pavement is that music one Run, I'm sorry, one minute of what? Rain drops hitting a pavement. How about rain on a tin uh, roof? Yes, it can be if it's artist intent, because how many songs do you know that just put rain in the background, and it's now a part of that music? But could you just record rain and call it a composition? No. Hmm. Oh, see, that depends because now there are certain right? other, I mean, cause we're getting into the 21st century, too, where there's music being created in a whole new form of music to where we're not using traditional staffing. We're not using our bass treble. We're not using our tenor clefs and the normal notation that we've been using for like 500 years. And we're starting to use the digital stuff where they're like chunks of bars. I don't really get it, but that's how like all like – um EDM music is made, all the electric dance music. They have like their own notation system now. So let and me see if I can find a through line here. So, the, so the, the real question, quick, sorry. Can I ask a question real quick? Let me just get this out because right. I, I, I want to I get this out. The question that, that I think the through line is here is if you, if you record some sound over a period of time and you carefully delineate the environment but don't actually then control for other variables, is that still something that you could probably you could call a composition in terms of music? I would say yes, just because it's the artist's intent and music is just sounds over time. A collection of sounds over time. But like I mean, ran- raindrops are gonna be random and if I put it in a tin it's roof, deep. it's gonna have a particular sound, but I'm not sure exactly what sound, but I'm saying I'm gonna record a minute of raindrops on a tin roof over this square 
uh, a meter of tin roof. Uh, yeah, I mean, this... but once again, I think it'll kind of fall into the subcategory that John Cage's four minutes thirty three falls into, and that's it's a musical artistic statement. But you still have the word artistic, like music, in there, so it's still like an artistic musical statement, okay. however you want to say it. So you, you feel that like you feel like avant garde artism that is in the genre of sound and music. It generally falls under the category of music, then. Absolutely, and this okay. is, since you mentioned you mentioned avant garde, there's a perfect example of something that I want to I want you to pull up and play. Uh, it's called Mars by uh, John Coltrane, and this was in his heavy avant garde area. Now this stuff's going to be like written down. It's not like he wrote this out in the composition. I can't play something that you can hear it right on. now, so you won't be able to to comment on it. Okay, so. I, I know the piece pretty well. Okay. It's uh, him and shit. I forget who's playing drums. We we also can't hear it either. So. I love that drummer. Shit, I can't remember who's playing <laughs> drums. Is my favorite drummer. While we're talking to you, unfortunately, we can. I think we can barely hear like the music and uh, of pavement in the background. <laughs> yeah. But it's just the, 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 the way this is working. So we can't. Unfortunately, if you were here, you know, yeah. we could do it. But get yeah, over here, I mean, right? <laughs> I lost I mean, track of. Like, Green Tree, I think, is where I am. No, I'm not in Green Tree. I'm out by... I don't even know where the hell I am. He's on the road. He's on, on the, the road. road again. I just can't um, wait to be on the road again. Well, I, we, we really enjoy your perspective, Nick. Thanks for, for you know, hanging out even just for a little bit. No, yeah, absolutely. I've been bored as shit with this five-hour drive. I bet. So I'm happy. I had to... I was uh, extremely satisfied after I took a nice pee, and then I texted you, <laughs> saw that, and I was like, "Ooh, all right, fantastic." Well, I mean, there, there, there's, there's more to talk about here, but I think we'll leave it at that. We'll let you drive. Thanks so much for calling in and, and giving your perspective. Awesome. Make sure you listen to that cool train piece. Okay, Mars right, is called. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Okay. We will. Thanks, right, Nick. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I lost track of the question I wanted to ask, and you cut me off. But... Sorry, I, no, I felt okay. mine was like I I had to get it out. So yeah, I should have wrote mine right. down. I lost track of it. YouTube Coltrane Mars. All right, it's ten minutes long. Oh, Nick, we can start it. <laughs> what are you doing to me? It's avant-garde. <laughs> it's probably atonal too. Probably. He said, "Yeah, he said it was like during the experimental period." Okay. Well, I mean, I, I turn up a little bit. I I get what Nick's saying in some sense, but I think it. it... Oh, it's this shit. Um, <laughs> I remember one time I went I, I I went to Nick's place, and something like this was playing, mm-hmm. and I just like. You gotta stop this. It's it's driving me crazy. This my ADD is going nuts. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Nick. I I can't do this. Now, I, I I understand, but no, that just that 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 makes my brain hurt. Yeesh. Oof. Uh, like. In, in like like it's an amazing piece of music mm-hmm. and, and and musical ability but 
Ooh, I, I it's can't. Dense. It's so dense. Way too dense it's for me. It's hard to find the yes, story. Yes, yes. And so finding the story, I've just put up my screen. So that's a photo that I took last Labor uh-huh. Day uh-huh. camping, right? I was sitting in the fire, my tent. But that's, that's me, right? That's my tent. And I feel that this photo tells a story, you know? And I upgraded mm. Windows, ate my old wallpaper, so I put this one up. So what we're looking at, I can post this on Twitter. Um... It's my tent right up against the water. We've got a fire. You got a flicker of flame. You got a smoke. There's a boat on the lake, and you got a pine tree and a sunset. And you know, I was there, so this has a romantic memory to me. Uh-huh. But I just also feel that this photo just kind of tells the story of like. Well, it it, it it's an environment, right? Mm-hmm. It's an environment that it, if you've been in that sort of environment, you can sort of. You, yeah, I guess if you're not a camper, you're not going to. Really... Yeah, yeah, I mean, but but I get it. Like it, it's tranquil as it's sunset. You're not quite magic hour, but you're really yeah. approaching it. Um, so you get to see some of those you know highlights going on, and uh, you have this. So you have it's this tent, but then there's this river. There, there's a there's a, a soloist on a canoe or something like that out yeah. there. Um, but the puff of smoke that's on the grass mm-hmm. there, just, you know, it just... That reminds you of the smells of a campfire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a good shot. And, of course, then there's the contrail of a of a plane. <laughs> yeah. So it's not pure nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but then, there, of course, it, it's a manufactured grill and a... And a yeah. The fire and, and a tent yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a modern... It's modern nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's no, it's it, it's a it's a great picture, uh, especially the the way it's framed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the the tent on one side, you have the trees on the other, cent- and and then there's the, the center is is uh, your eyes are drawn to the boat, uh, but then the other stuff sort of and and the the river is is nice sort of tranquil, but a little bit of flutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I came across this photo. I, was, I just went like I was looking for. This is actually at Shenanga Reservoir. I was looking. You know, we camp at Kelly's Island every year, so I was looking for a good Kelly's Island campsite photo to put on my wallpaper. And then I found this one. I'm like, oh. And it just takes me to the time where like you just sit. And... Can I ask you to watch a movie? Right now? No. Okay. Not right now. It's on that. Thing. It's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Probably one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's an animated movie. It won Best Animated Picture this year at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Really, really well done. Extremely well-structured. A great, well, super well-structured story. With a great script, it, it's by the you know it's it's by the guys who did the, the original Lego Movie. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it, it's I um I showed it to, to Damien. He and he said I don't say this often. That was a nine out of ten for me. I was like that's pretty high praise because he doesn't go that high <laughs> for lots of stuff. That's the problem. You use this. You use mine. It's the same thing. I think that's my insider build of Windows is fucking me. I don't know if this will change, but let's see. 
It's the exact same adapter. I'm <laughs> gonna try here. My computer's only crashed three times today, so. But I'm making our product better by reporting bugs. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, a drive that, that I can save this to then? Oh, that works. No, yeah. See, it still says the name of the old SD card that was in there. Let me kill the Explorer, Windows Explorer and see if I can make it redo its shit. Redo your shit, Windows. Oh my god, just reboot. Rebooting fixes everything. I was trying to fill out Ellie's Maker Faire registration and I got sidetracked. I come back and I log in and like everything's frozen. Like this thing's gonna. Uh, they don't have blue screens anymore. They made it more friendly. They made them green now. Oh. So, like this thing's got a green screen on me. Maybe it's only green because I'm on the insider builds. I don't know. But it's like. Yeah, I showed a picture of me the other day. Um, I'll stop. Cortana has been using my location in the background. Do you want to continue allowing this? Cortana is spying on me. <laughs> Here. Come on. Mm. I, I matched my green screen yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I'm wearing this like lime green Under Armour shirt and my computer crashed and it's a lime green frowny face. And it's like your insider build has crashed. Ran into a a problem and needs to restart and I thought we were getting close to release time so I figured this build I upgraded to yesterday would be more stable but it's not so but if I can make the product a little bit better then my stock price is a little bit better which gives me sure yeah I'm, nope. I'm incented to make I mean, windows better I mean the, the rationally that makes sense do people behave rationally? No, not necessarily. But uh, it's okay. Got some more Goat Boy. And got some more Yawn. That's all we got left. That's awesome, Yawn. Yawn. Uh, I had an argument. Uh, argument is, is too, too, too hard to fight. Yeah. Discussion. Um, about... Uh, it's, it's a... It came down to a classical theist arguing about cause and effect being... Well, so you have to get into what, what the classical theists say, and they have this thing called potentiality and actuality, which is this kind of very... It, it, it's, it's obfuscation, from, okay. what I can, from what I can tell. And it, it's, it's flowery obfuscation. What they're talking about is cause and effect. Uh, and the idea comes down to... Every every effect has a cause. There, there must have been in a starting cause to things. There must be some sort of fundamental cause. Does that accommodate quantum mechanics? Like, is it? In fact, it doesn't even accommodate Newtonian mechanics. Oh, okay, because right. here's the problem. One thing that Newton very much changed our understanding of is the idea that actions are reciprocal. The force encountered by one object is also encountered by the same force is applied on both objects. 
Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily take into account. What? Or does it? I was going to say, it does what I was going to say. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to say it anymore, but was, what I was going to say was, does that take into account the, like, time? Like, like, or is it more of, I don't know what I was trying to say. It's kind of a drunk no, thought. No, keep, keep, kind of a drunk thought. Think but, through it, but no, because like, this is, this is, I think, the thought process that you go through when you, when you yeah. analyze these arguments. Like cause and effects, like thinking of the theist position, mm-hmm. right, where, um, Rewinding time makes sense, right? And I'm thinking more of in a scientific state where rewinding time might not make sense, right? You know, it's kind of might. It's not really. It can't really run back. I mean, I'm just brainstorming mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But it, like, like I can imagine things don't really run backwards, like cause and effect type or reaction reaction type things. Uh. In terms of pure physics, it is agnostic to time. In, in time can run backwards and forwards. It doesn't matter. Uh, so the example that you can think of is imagine balls on a billiard table. They hit mm-hmm. and release. You can run that backwards or forwards. You wouldn't be able to right. tell which one was backwards or forwards. And the ball hitting the pool cue is identical to the pool cue hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. think of two balls colliding just to make it easier. Right, but I'm, I'm thinking of well, the cause and effect. You need the pull cue hitting the ball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you could you could you could take a smaller scope and just show balls hitting balls. But I mean, I think it's more intuitive to think of the pull cue right. hitting the ball. Right? right, but when you get to to when you start to try to include time into something, then because mm-hmm. like I said, physics is agnostic to time; it runs backwards and forwards the same. You can run the same process backwards right. and forwards in terms of fundamental physics exactly the same. How's that? How's intent play into that? Right? Because I mean, I think well, if, I, if you're get, well, if you're getting into a theist argument, right, you're obviously getting into an intent at some point. Well, you have to then demonstrate that there is some intent. Mm-hmm. Which you know, go ahead, demonstrate it. Yeah. Show me the show me the the mechanism by which there is intent, or what you can show which you can show that there is absolute intent, yeah. which you can't. So, but the. This is the question of the arrow of time, which is a, is a, is an interesting physical question. The green screen, Jeff just green screen. The the, it the was, actually when I started the turn of the computer, it was still restarting, restarting, restarting. <laughs> I wanted to show you that it was still restarting, but actually, it made my example even better. Yes. By the time I turned the computer, because it had crashed in the two se- like no, like the three quarters of a second mm-hmm. to we turn the computer around. So where was it? Arrow time. So the, the so the question is why does time seem to flow to us like it does? And the answer right now, we don't have an answer really, but it seems to be thermodynamics because that's the mm-hmm. the way that thermodynamics works. So therefore, fundamentally, cause and effect are not fundamental to reality. They're an aspect of reality, but you can't tell which is a cause and which is an effect. They're reciprocal, and from from a, particularly with relativity, from any perspective, one can occur before the other. It doesn't matter, <clears throat> right? You're just talking about a reciprocal thing that happens. So what we're really talking about is thermodynamics, and what is the the principle, like 
what is the 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 principal idea in thermodynamics? Well, it's uh, a system at, equi- at equilibrium can do no work. Yeah, yeah, right. Because there's there's no movement to a for the energy to dissipate to a lower state, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean that's how that's how things get done. That's how a water that's how a river moves a water wheel. Mm-hmm. That's how. Um, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of other examples that aren't water-based right now. Well, that's how a heat pump works, right? Mm-hmm. That's how uh, you, you can... Yeah, it's how a fridge works, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you've got, you got the energy, which is the hot stuff generally, moving to the less energetic state, which is the cold stuff. And you, once they get to be equal, there's no more of that movement. That's kind of like heat death of the universe, right? There's no place hotter than the right. other place, so there's nothing left to do. So couching everything in cause and effect language is useless because that's not fundamental. You have to couch everything in some sort of thermodynamic language because that's the basis. You have to couch things in in either a system that's at equilibrium or a system that's not at equilibrium. Either you have a, a system that is uh, that, that has inconsistencies or doesn't have inconsistencies. So basically, my whole point is that all this stuff, all these arguments that are based on this, this very classical Aristotelian and and uh, and uh, Thomian or, or, or St. Thomas, you know, from like the 1400s or 1300s, they're fine and dandy if you don't take into account everything that we've learned about the world, but once you take into account everything that we learned about the world, they really don't pass the snuff test. They really fail. Uh, actually, and and everything that we've built our entire world on is based on these ideas of thermodynamics, not cause and effect. These ideas of thermodynamics, these ideas of Newtonian physics, and these ideas of ultimately now quantum uh, uh, physics and relativity. Trying to make an argument then based on this concept of potentiality and actuality, which boils down to cause and effect, doesn't tell me anything because now you're just obfuscating and you're just making confusing statements and trying to to argue for something that is not the basis of the world. Okay. That that was my basic point. Uh, I, I I pointed this at the end. I've never seen any classical theist, never. Seen a classical theist show they understand even the basics of Newtonian mechanics, much less thermodynamics or relativity. Like I have never encountered a single one. And there may there may be one of those rare unicorns out there, but I have not encountered them. Alright. You get your Mexican hat ready to print. Boom. But should you try to can you can you get the uh, the file from the 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 reason why you restarted? Oh, that's why I restarted. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot why I was restarting. <laughs> it's been ages since I restarted. But yeah, I, I I sort of came up with that idea that I I, I you can boil down to you can boil down thermodynamics to a system at equilibrium can do no work, and I think that that says so much about the world. I am getting it right now. The reboot was successful after the crash and all the other nonsense. Cool. So yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I highly recommend you watch it. In fact, your kids can watch it too. It, it, it's fine for the kids. There's no... I don't think wow, there's any curses. that's a teeny tiny Mexican hat. I'll make it bigger for you. Okay. 
scale to uniformly at 16 millimeters. So it's only this big. Wow. Let's make it 70 millimeters. Okay. Well, I gotta go pee, so shall we end? Yeah, we shall end. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Nick, for calling in. Oh, hold on. I think this STL is broken. Alright, wrap this up.